Hi, welcome to episode 4 of Creative Outlet. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about Dive's third record, Deceiver, which celebrated its two-year anniversary on Monday. This is a record that has really grown on me recently, and I'm excited to talk about it. Hope you enjoy listening. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about with this album is something I just rewatched last night, but I've watched it a handful of times, is uh, this documentary called, I think it's called, the name of the YouTube video is like Dive Starting Now Documentary, and it's by this channel called Fader, I think, and um, it's a it's a really cool video, it's like 20 minutes, and it talks about, or it doesn't talk about, it shows the band Dive. D-I-I-V, going through the process of making their third album, Deceiver, and, like, how it came to be, like, the band's his- a little bit of the band's history before that, it shows snippets of them in the studio, snippets of them on tour, in the van, and it's just a really cool um, documentary, it's the type of thing I love watching, and I just revisited it last night in anticipation of recording this episode, and... I still like the video a lot, and um, one thing I noticed was this album, a lot of the vocals come across as kind of, like, whispered, um, quiet, and you might think it doesn't sound like there's a lot of, like, work going into it because it's just so quiet, but one of the first scenes is, like, the lead singer and guitarist Cole Smith going over the, uh, this, like, harmony with the bass player whose name is Colin and um they're just they're one of them hums like not hums but like sings like this like melody or harmony and the other one's like no I have a better one and it just shows like how much work they put into the vocals and it's a cool way to open open the video and um yeah, I'm just such a I'm such a nerd for like bands in the studio, like those kind of things. Like I've mentioned on the podcast before, Interpol is one of my favorite bands and there's this video I don't even know if it's like an official like Interpol video, but it's like called El Pintor, which is the name of their fifth record. I don't know why that took me so long. About them in the studio and that one's kind of similar. It's also really well done with some interviews intermixed and this dive one does the same thing and it's just a really good mix of like live performance studio stuff which is fun to watch and interviews and and also tour footage like them in the van screwing around like just being friends and it's just it's just it's just a really cool video so if anyone's going to check out this album I would recommend this documentary as I think it's really fun to watch and features some of the music in the album and like them recording it too. One thing in the video, the drummer, whose name is Ben, I think, mentions that he's like when the band started taking a heavier direction, which I'll talk about in a second, he was down for it. And that heavy direction was initially the reason why I wasn't a huge fan of this record for a while. I liked some of the songs, but wasn't really in love with any of it but then months ago I started really enjoying the the second song like before you were born and that uh that song was the only one I liked really on the album for a while but then recently I've just been listening to it over and over again and like I still think like before you were born is my favorite song on the record but it might there's there's other ones that are um contenders for that that title um but yeah, the band has three records. There's Ocean, uh, 
which is spelled O-S-H-I-N, and then Is The Is Are, which came out in 2016, I think. The first one came out in 2012, and then this one, which came out in 2019. And I really love Ocean. I haven't had the chance to listen to Is The Is Are, like, entirely in a long time, if not ever. But Ocean is great. Um, I don't know if I've ever even listened to that one entirely, to be honest, but the songs I do like on there, I... I, I uh, really like for a while i only like doused which is like this fast paced like post-punk almost sort of thing but now i'm realizing that the early tracks like the second and third tracks there's this are um are way better like there's a song called human and here i'm just gonna look up the track listing but there's a song called human um air conditioning is a good one yeah human how long have you known Past Lives is good. And then Sometime, that's towards the end of the record. That one's really good. And yeah, Doused is... Doused is what... I think Doused is like the only song I liked by this band for a while. But yeah, Ocean's great. And it also sounds nothing like Deceiver, which is what I wanted to get into. Because Deceiver is undeniably like a shoegaze record and a heavy record. Whereas Ocean is kind of like... I don't, I don't know if it, you can call it post-punk, but it was like... The guitars were brighter, not necessarily happy, but brighter, and more, like, riff-based, whereas Shoegaze is, like, they mention it in the documentary, but it's, like, they're all serving the song, and that definitely comes across, because these are just really well-written, like, heavy Shoegaze tracks, and the guitar, as always, in every episode I talk about guitar, but the guitar in on this record is some has some awesome riffs, awesome chord progressions, the one chord progression that's really good is uh, at the beginning of the song Skin Game. It's just like really like almost kind of like jangly, which is like one of those buzzwords that I see. Like if I see the word jangly when it's describing like guitar or indie rock, I'm like, yeah, that's like a buzzword for me. But I really like that progression. And then there's a lot of solos, not solos, but like riffs sort of where one guitar like takes prominence over the other which i'm just going to call a solo for the lack of a better term um i don't know i might be butchering the name here but acheron or acheron the the riff in that one is great it's like and it's also featured in the uh documentary it shows the guitarist standing on top of the speaker or the amp in front of the stage and just standing perfectly still playing it and that's a cool that's a really cool moment in the video probably the coolest moment in the video because it's like his silhouette it's just cool but uh that riff is great and i was just listening to that right before i started recording and um one thing i wrote down is that i initially didn't really like that song acheron or acheron however you say it i'm just gonna call it acheron um i didn't i initially didn't really like it that much but now I really like it. It's like seven minutes long, and the part where he stands on the amp is like you could like headbang to it. It's awesome, um, and like in retrospect, it might be one of my favorite songs on the record, along like up there with like up there with like before you were born and uh, for the guilty. For the guilty is one of the more accessible ones. More, um, I'm not sure what the singles were, but for the guilty is pretty. Uh, um, accessible um some other great riffs on horsehead which is the opener 
Asheron is the closer, by the way. I don't know if I said that. Horsehead, the opener, is good. I think that one's featured in the documentary a little bit. And then Between Tides has some cool guitar. And it also has acoustic guitar, which I, I could be very wrong, because as I mentioned, I am not, I've not memorized the discography of Dive, but I think Between Tides has some of the only acoustic guitar in all of Dive's discography, which is not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, and as an like these songs work really well as like an album they just they it flows perfectly um the heaviness goes into melody really well um it's just it's just a really good album and i'm glad that i've come around to it and i've it's been in my spotify like those like that's where how spotify like saves like at the very top of your homepage, like those six albums that you've been listening to or playlists or podcasts or whatever that you've been listening to the most. Like for you audio listeners, Creative Outlet would probably be up there. Um, just kidding. But Deceiver has been up there for me for a while now, probably a couple weeks or so. Not Maybe not that long, but I have been listening to it a lot. And it's just such a cathartic record. Like it, it's almost like a release when you're listening to it and like the heaviness is just like it just like envelopes you and I don't know how do you <laughs> let's look up the definition of catharsis because that will probably help me um, the process of releasing and thereby providing relief from stronger repressed emotions that is a that is what comes up when you google the definition of catharsis according to I think Oxford languages but anyway um, yeah it's just like it provides relief from uh, whatever however I'm feeling good or bad well bad because that you wouldn't want relief from something good but it's just a great heavy record I think in the video they talk about how Cole was going through like rehab and then sobriety um, and like stuff like that I don't know I don't want to speak on that too much because I don't want to get it wrong but I'm sure it was a cathartic record for the band to make because it's just like I said it's such heavy music and in the last episode I touched on when I was talking about Nevermind by Nirvana how I wasn't really a fan of the noisiness and and like noise rock and the heaviness but or grunge but this album is pretty much a perfect example of heaviness that I do like and like I do enjoy listening to and honestly it's kind of going to be a stepping stool for me as I explore more shoegaze stuff like I'm familiar with My Bloody Valentine I have uh I have their um I think it's their first record on CD it's called Isn't Anything I think right um it's not Loveless. I don't have Loveless. I actually have never listened to Loveless in its entirety, which is like a crime. But um, I've listened to Suvlaki by Slow Dive. I don't think I've listened to that one in its entirety either. But my point is, like, I want to get more into shoegaze because I love the idea of shoegaze and the concept. And um, this album is really, like... Um, gonna be like a stepping stool for that because it is shoegaze even though it's like modern and not associated with like the 90s era of of shoegaze um 
when like bands like Slow Dive and My Bloody Valentine were spearheading that. But um, I I want to do more shoegaze related stuff on on the podcast, but I don't really know, have any plans for it yet. Besides this this album, because I've been listening to it a lot lately, lately, and then I remembered like, wait, this this came out in October, I'm pretty sure, and then I looked at the release date, and it was like a couple days before the 4th when I looked at it, and, because it was released on October 4th, and then I was like, oh, this would give me an excuse to talk about it, so here I am now, but I definitely want to talk about Shoegaze more, and learn more about it, even, like, like, I want it to be one of my favorite genres, because lately I just... I haven't really known what to tell people when they ask me what my favorite music is because I like post-punk is people don't really know what that is and that sounds like condescending but post-punk is a little bit obscure in the grand scheme of things and then I say indie rock and it's like it evokes the wrong names so shoegaze is something like people won't know it but it'll have like I don't know if I would say it has a clear-cut definition but I don't know. The point is, I want to listen to more shoegaze, and if anyone's listening and has any recommendations for what to, what shoegaze albums I should check out, please uh, let me know. You can message me on Twitter at it's at Meyer underscore Ryan underscore T W T. Meyer is M E Y E R. And yeah, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Creative Outlet, where I talked about Deceiver by Dive which is, right now, probably my favorite shoegaze record.